This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 551 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And, and this is what I love about the show. We have another awesome neighbor. Her name is Noemi Perez, and she is the CEO of the Immokalee Foundation. Noemi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Charlie. No, absolutely thrilled for you to be on the show and sharing, man, everything that's going on with the Immokalee Foundation and how integral you guys are in our community here. So let's start there. The Immokalee Foundation, tell us about it. So the Immokalee Foundation, uh, we are celebrating our 30th year this year of providing educational and professional development opportunities to the underserved students in Immokalee. We provide after-school programming, summer education programming, and I will say that we are probably one of the best-in-class organizations that serves these at-risk students. We serve students in kindergarten to fifth grade, and we provide literacy skills uh, for these elementary age students, and we focus on uh, those students who need um, extra work and extra um, education for have helping them read at uh, grade level. We also have our career pathways program, which is a very new initiative that we started about three years ago that starts in the sixth grade. And we really looked at the research within Southwest Florida and those in demand jobs um, in order to prepare our students, better prepare our students for those industries. We looked at four different pathways. Um, those are business management, entrepreneurship, education and human services, engine, engineering and construction management, and healthcare. And we realized that within these different uh, pathways, there's so many uh, professions that you can go into. Mm. And a lot of our students want to come back to this community. So we said, this is a great opportunity. Within the programming, we have career panels, mentoring, field trips, college tours, career interests, and aptitude testing that we provide to the students. In addition, we also have summer programming that we partner with FGCU, um, which is you know phenomenal because they bring in mm -hmm. those experts, those those professors, to really hone in on some of these skill sets and. Um, uh, just, you know, prepare and help the curriculum. We also provide all of our students when they come into our program, a Florida prepaid tuition scholarship to post uh, to attend any post-secondary uh, school. And, wow. Yeah. And even those <sighs> students who are in post-secondary, we continue to monitor and guide them. We keep that relationship going all the way into their career. So I will say, I mean, I started off as a student advocate with the foundation. I've been with them for 13 years and I still have great relationships with our students. They're married in their career. They're having kids. They make me feel old, but <laughs> they're so uh, successful and very, very happy. Our stats speak for themselves. So 100 percent yeah. of our students graduate from high school. 100% have a post-secondary plan to pursue an in-demand professional career. And 92% of those students who um, are in our post-secondary uh, program graduate with either a certification or a college uh, degree. Yeah, I saw those stats and I was just amazed at uh, 
I mean, wow, wow. And so, so you covered so much. <laughs> Um, uh, and obviously this didn't start yesterday. I mean, this, this is what, what you're 30 years. 30 years. In, wow. Wow. In the background, how did it start? So, uh, Parker Collier is our founder. She mm. came out and just had a love for the community and wanted just to help. And she mm. knew that in order to break the cycle of poverty, you do it through education. So she gathered a lot of the different leaders within Immokalee, pulled them together, um, identified areas to help. And she saw that we needed or she needed to find um, funding opportunities so that they could fund um, programming, educational programmings within the community. So we started off as a foundation that provided grants to other organizations Mm -hmm. within. And then about... 2001, 2002, the, our board started to really talk about and analyze, you know, do we need to take a, a step further into just providing grants? So a lot of time was spent on that. A lot of fundraising was spent. And about in 2006, that's when we started really direct programming, uh, providing uh, to the students in Immokalee. So it was a uh, there's a lot of research that we put into before we take that next step. And it was the same with this career pathways initiative. We took about a year to really dive into the data, ask questions, um, bring in those industry professionals to really see what was needed, uh, brought in the institutions like FGCU partnered with Collier County public schools to find um, a way to collaborate. It wasn't about us, coming in and taking over. Um, it was about us supplementing what was already there. And mm-hmm. so a lot of this synergy has happened because of our great partners, but it's uh, it's been so interesting to see us, you know, evolve, change, uh, just kind of moving forward to mastering what we could potentially do. So uh, mm-hmm. it's great. And it's, it's great to see the kids transform from when they come into our programming in elementary sixth grade and all the way up mm. into graduation and post-secondary and now living life. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's such a rewarding uh, position to be in. And what an opportunity you provide for those kids. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> How about your journey? You'd mentioned uh, you, you started 13 years ago. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved. So I grew up in a and I, so I know firsthand what the students face, the challenges and growing up from a small town, some of it, you know, the culture, you just feel a, just a tug in your heart. I know I did to want to provide more and to do more. And so Mockley being this small faith-based rural community uh, that I don't know if you know, but we do provide most of the nation's fresh produce. So, you know, aside from being agriculture, we, we are the main source of some of the, I, of the produce. I, again, I've, I've been so amazed by just looking at the website. I had no idea until I read that. I thought, oh, my Lord. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so looking at the community as a whole and, and really seeing that, you know, some of our stats are more than half of the school age children in the community live at or below poverty level. Only 38% of the residents over 25 years of age have graduated from high school 
and only 6% mm. of that group have graduated from college. So really diving into that and knowing and understanding and, and just being a part of that group myself, I knew and I felt that sense of responsibility to come back, mm. to give back. And so my when I was introduced to the foundation, I started off as a student advocate and I, I really began connecting with the students and finding out what their dreams were, what their goals were, and not only students, but also with the parents. Um, it's just, it's been such a great journey. And I have so much pride because I'm able to see and provide opportunities for the students to take advantage to transform their lives. And it's something that I can't describe. It, it's every day I wake up, the Amake Foundation, what I do, it's not a job, it's my life, you know? And that's what I, I try to explain to people. It's not, you know, it's not a nine to five for me. It's an everyday, constantly thinking about if I go somewhere, oh, this would be so neat for kids to see, or, you know, it's just oh, yeah. sort of, you know, trying to find those different opportunities. So it's, it's, I'm so blessed. I'm, I really, really am blessed. I, I, I found home here and I've, I don't think I'm going to leave for a very, very long time. Wow. Wow. Well, the Immokalee Foundation is better for it. I'm sure they want you going nowhere. So good for you. How about when it comes to myths, misconceptions with the foundation, anything come to mind that you can speak to? So a lot of times when we go out and we talk to different, whether it's a business uh, partner, a donor, um, someone we potentially see that, you know, their experience or knowledge could be helpful. Many of them shy away because they feel that they don't have it in them to help, you know, a student. They think mm -hmm. that, um, take for instance, if they didn't graduate high school, but they have a great you know, um, company or job or something that we see, hey, there's a connection there. Some of the times they feel that they don't have, they're not enough. And I'm here to say that you are enough. And it, every story, every journey is important for our students to hear because we're not, we're not all going, going to walk the same steps. Mm. We're all going to be different and we are different. And some of the times it just takes a moment to just say, you know what, let me just share my story and see where it goes. Even if it resonates with one kid, you've made yeah. a difference. So that's one of the key things with mentoring. Um, a lot of uh, people say, well, you know, I'm not successful. I don't, I, you know, was never a CEO or I never ran a fortune 500. That's okay. It's okay. It's about being a friend. It's about guiding them. It's being that extra support. Uh, even speaking on our on our career panels um, as a professional, you don't have to have this huge job title. It's it's just sharing your journey and what you do and exposing the students to much more. And so, you know, often people think, well, if I'm not giving money, then what's the point? Um, but even then, even if you give a dollar, uh, you know, here yeah. and there, it, it makes a difference. It, it truly does. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody can help regardless of financial status or career status. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. How about 
when you're outside of the office, when you, those few moments when you are not part of the Immokalee Foundation, what are you doing for fun? <laughs> I love the water. Yeah. I love anything to do on the water. Um, fishing, I love fishing. Really? I love boating. I just, I, that is my escape. And uh, it's just very therapeutic for me. Yeah. And I think COVID really highlighted that and, and enhanced that for me, um, that that's my go-to, you know, that's, that's where heaven is for me. It's, it's out in the water, no one around, just me and my fishing pole and <laughs> hoping ah. something bites and, <laughs> and great. enough on the end for, to, to give me a good bite. So that, yeah. All right. So I always ask when it comes to fishing, your best fish story. Everyone has one. What's yours? Um, you know, I have so many, but I will tell you the <laughs> thing that just happened to me recently. We were out in the Everglades and I we were out in the mangroves, and so I, you know, felt a bite. I started to reel it in. It was a very small little uh, red snapper, pretty much bait. Uh -huh. So I'm reeling it in, and then all of a sudden, I feel just right. another something else, you know, grab it. And I thought I was kind of stuck. So uh -huh. I'm reeling it in, reeling it in, and my husband says, oh, my gosh, wait. It was a huge um, black jewel grouper. And, uh, yeah, and so I'm reeling it in. So I caught a fish that was bait, and then that bait caught the grouper. <laughs> so uh -huh. I it in. Lord. The lucky wow. tab. <laughs> so did, did you bring it in? I did. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. It was, it was cool. I was kind of, yeah. Cause those are scary moments, right? Cause you never know if you're going to, if, if they're going to cut loose or, or what. Yeah. I caught two fish at that time. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive, man. You, you know what you're doing. <laughs> How about when it comes to hardship life challenge, yeah, you know, what comes to mind that, you know, looking back a period of time that you were able to get through the other side and, um, you know, you can now say I'm better for it. I'm stronger. You know, at this moment in time, I don't think if you, I, I mean, I just, I feel if you ask any leader that they're going to go to March, 2020, the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. And that's where it is for me. Yeah. COVID, the start of COVID was a change, just not for me personally, but for, again, our organization, every person who is within our organization, our community. But it was a, I mean, and we're still sort of there, but we've, we've kind of, you know, worked through the year of COVID mm -hmm. and adapted yeah. and pivoted. And it was, it was very challenging because we're set up as an organization that we plan, we plan ahead and COVID came in and kind of said, Nope, <laughs> you're not planning. And yeah. every time we felt okay by, you know, cause March happened and we were like, Oh, by summer we'll be fine. You know, things mm -hmm. will be great and let's plan for summer. And right when we came to summer, it was, Oh my gosh, we can't even do this. And so we quickly started to, really adapt. So our in-person programming became virtual, which we moved very quickly. Um, it was phenomenal. I have a phenomenal team, I have to say. A phenomenal team. 
passionate. I mean, they will do whatever it takes. Mm. So the, the mindset during that time, and it still is, is we need to focus on what we can do, not what we can't. Yeah. It started to become this message within, and it was it also, you know, resonated in, in it. In it, we were teaching our students that as well. Is you focus on what you can. Let's we can do it. Let's what can can we do this? Can we not? Let's just move forward. And that I think helped the mindset. The other challenge was we had to cancel our our main um, annual fundraiser. Yeah. That was a difficult decision mm. because that fundraiser brings in um, a very large percentage of our <laughs> operating budget. Right. And so it was, it was just, okay, what are we going to do? And so I will say that because of our committed supporters, the work that our philanthropy team did, you know, beforehand, they were in communication with all the donors, not about asking for money or anything. It was more about, I know you're concerned. Here's what we're doing. Here's how we shifted. Here's how we're adapting. Here's how the community is doing. We just want to give you an update because we know that your, um, mm -hmm. your interest may be in something else. And we understand that and we respect that. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was having a plan B to Z. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and it all came my second year as, as in this position as CEO. Wow. And so here, here I am, you know, getting my feet wet and, and learning. Okay. I think I got, you know, some kind of, of stride here and, and let's move forward. And then here comes COVID. Everything changes. But, but I will say, uh, you know, there's, there's a happy ending to this. We were able to uh, raise a million over our goal. Wow. And, and that's just thanks to, again, my phenomenal team, the yeah. supporters, our board, people who believe in what we do and the, and the students. Uh, mm. I just, I was so amazed. Yeah. It, it's, it's great. So. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. Wow. So, no, I mean, one thing you wish our listeners knew about the Immokalee Foundation, what would that be? I would just say your time, your knowledge, your expertise helps. Yeah. And you don't have to give a huge substantial amount to make a difference. There's mm -hmm. so many ways, so many different opportunities that we have for people to get involved. And I will say that when you come out, if you come out, I invite anyone to come out and, and take a tour of, you know, the different work that we're doing. But when you meet one of our students, you fall immediately in love mm -hmm. and you can see why we continue to do what we do and why we're so passionate because they are outstanding, you know, students, they, they are so committed. They are motivated. They're determined. They're persistent so many great qualities and all they want is opportunity. And once they're given that they take full advantage of it. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would say that I would um, invite people to our website to see what we do to call and ask questions and um, see where yeah. it goes. 
Yeah. Well, go ahead, because I know we have listeners who want to learn more about you guys. What's the best way for them to uh, get involved? The best way is to visit our website, immokaliefoundation.org, um, or they can call our office, uh, which is 239-430-9122. We have mentoring opportunities. We have career panels uh, where the listeners or, you know, they can come in and sit on a panel and talk about their journey, their expertise, even if they're retired, um, it's good to share. We have career expos as well, where we take students out to visit the different organizations, because we understand that uh, with them visiting and seeing it visually is important. And then we also have an opportunity for if some of them own a business to host an intern. So all of our students, when they reach the age of 16, um, their junior year, um, the summer of their, their, when they're going into their senior year as a rising senior, they will um, complete an internship. And so uh, if in a, a company has an opportunity, it'd be great. And you, that way you can have them as an intern and they could potentially be your next employee. Um, and we have, we do have stories that way. We have one student that intern this summer with um, with one of our partners and he was offered a part-time position as he as he's going to college wow. so yeah so many great things uh, but I would just invite people to visit our website and and contact us with any questions well super well Noemi this has been fabulous I really again appreciate you spending time with us and, and sharing the wonderful things that the Immokalee Foundation is doing and this goes without saying I'm going to say it Anyway, we wish you the absolute best going forward there. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. I appreciate it. And I hope that everyone has a great rest of the year. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.